0: Why you tap me? Me. Break the I know everybody is waiting for Godzilla Pinball on September 8th Stern Pinball has said that is the date in which they will release their next title we know it's Keith Elwin, we know it's Godzilla, we know it is Zombie Yeti, and this game is going to be either a humongous success for Sturm Pinball, or maybe a huge disappointment if it does not live up to the expectations of the pinball world, which one will it be? But that's not what I want to talk about on this episode because we're going to talk a lot about Godzilla this week. When we see it, we will deconstruct it. We know nobody at Stern will join Canadas Pinball Podcast to talk about it. So you'll be inundated on every other single pinball podcast in which everyone interviews Zombie Yeti and Keith Elwin and the rule people of the game. But here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about themes. And as I'm reading Pinside, it's very interesting. On the eve of Godzilla, There are people legitimately arguing about whether or not Godzilla is a better theme than Back to the Future. There are people arguing about whether or not Rush Pinball will sell. Now, I wanna look at these three themes in a vacuum. Rush Pinball, Back to the Future, and Godzilla. What if I told you that each of these, and I mean this, each of these, is actually gonna do very, very good in the pinball marketplace that each of these franchises, if you think about it, what do you need to be successful when you come up with a pinball theme? You need there to be overlap between people who like pinball and people who like this theme. And you need to sell at least, I would say, to be successful. You need to get at least 2,000 orders if you're a company like Stern of these games. Now Stern's aiming probably closer to 5,000 units of every major cornerstone game they make. What if I told you that Godzilla, a franchise that is almost 70 years old and has grossed over $1.6 billion at the box office, what if I told you Godzilla will easily, easily sell thousands of games for Stern Pinball? There are enough Godzilla fans out there who also like pinball, so it's going to do really well. Now, add Keith Elwin and Zombie Yeti into that mix... And it's going to be a juggernaut hit for Stern Pinball. Let's talk about Back to the Future. Is Back to the Future better than Godzilla? It's a stupid argument. It's a stupid argument to have. They're both great themes for pinball. To argue about whether or not one is better than the other, I think is pretty stupid because they're both huge. They both have millions of fans around the world. And if you launch either one, it's gonna do very well for Stern Pinball. And I don't even know if Back to the Future is a Stern game. It's not confirmed. I wouldn't be surprised if quite possibly this ends up being a game with CGC. I wouldn't be surprised if Back to the Future is actually a Kapow game that follows Cactus Canyon Remake. So even as I say it, it's probably not gonna be a Kapow with CGC, but I think Back to the Future Pinball is coming But as a theme itself, to have an argument over these two themes is absolutely inane. And I see people doing it, and I don't know why. Why can't we, as pinball fans, just accept the fact that there are millions of Godzilla fans and millions of Back to the Future fans, and there is a lot of overlap there? And if you only have to sell three to 5,000 games to a fan base that is in the millions and has fans that span decades of time then these are both amazing themes. The more interesting one is Rush and Rush is coming out by Stern Pinball and I think it's safe to say now I know I thought it was a boutique game but it sounds like this is gonna be John Borg's game. He said his next game is going to be out by the end of the year. And so if you were to put the pieces together, I think you're gonna probably see John Borg's Rush sometime in December. Now I have said that I'm not a fan of Rush and I will not be buying a Rush pinball. There is nothing that would make me buy a Rush pinball. Even if Keith Elwin designed it, Even if it was the best shooting game in the world, even if it had the greatest world under glass, I don't even know how you make a world under glass for a band like Rush. The reason why Rush was so popular with a lot of people and is more of a cultist band is they're not marketing sellouts. Like they're the complete opposite of a band like Kiss that's all about the flash, all about the marketing, all about the costumes. Kiss is the kind of band that when they play each city every night, they say, You're the best city to rock and roll in. And Rush is the complete opposite of that. They're just genuine, humble people. They're great musicians, and they've sold 25 million albums. Now, I'm not going to get on this mic and say a band that sold 25 million albums in this sort of progressive rock genre, which has a lot of crossover with pinball buyers. It would be stupid for me to say that Rush won't sell to pinball people. And I saw someone put out a poll that said Rush or Motley Crue. And yes, personally, I think Motley Crue is way better for pinball. I would much rather have a Motley Crue pinball machine because I grew up loving Motley Crue. I love that music, that high-energy 80s hair metal rock was more my thing. I was not into Rush, but that doesn't discount. Like Motley Crue being great or GNR being great doesn't discount the fact that there are millions of people that think Rush is great. And these subjective arguments, they happen all the time on Pinside, and it's so silly to me. I think it's safe to say that after Black Knight, and I mean this, after Black Knight, Stern Pinball will most likely never have a bad theme again. And here's the thing that makes no sense to me. You don't want to be in love with every single theme Stern Pinball makes. That wouldn't be healthy, You wouldn't even financially want that to happen. Can you imagine a world if Stern Pinball only made the themes that were your dream themes one after another after another, you would go broke. You would want to buy every single LE every single year. And now, if you were to buy four Stern LEs in a single year, it's going to cost you $45 thousand dollars so if they did it for two years in a row you're 90 grand in on your eight Stern machines it's starting to get crazy so I actually think it's a blessing in disguise when a theme comes out that's an easy pass for you like rush is so easy pass for me it's gonna save my money I don't have to worry about that but if they show Godzilla and I really want it awesome But you know, it wouldn't be awesome. Three months later, they want my money for Back to the Future. And then three months after that, Big Trouble in Little China. And then three months after that, it's Fifth Element. And then three months after that, it's Toy Story. You see what I mean? If it never stopped, if there were no pauses in the release schedule that made you hesitant to buy, I think you would be like, I need a break. I need a break, Stern. Come on, throw a Munsters in every once in a while. Throw a Black Knight back. Let's make High Speed 3. Let's do something different. I can't take you bombarding me with themes I have to own, I have to have. But it's never going to come to that, right? It's never going to come to the point where every single Stern machine is a theme you want. And the other part with Stern Pinball that's super exciting is they're going to give you variety and they're going to make those games at the same time. Stern Pinball is not going to go all in on Godzilla for two years the way Jersey Jack Pinball will only make Guns N' Roses for two years. They're going to make Godzillas. They're going to make Jurassic Parks. They're going to make Batmans and Elviras and Led Zeppelin. A little bit of a sidetrack right here. Did you see Slash was playing pinball over Labor Day weekend and he posted a picture of him playing pinball? The only problem was, and this was a little bit embarrassing for JJP, he was playing Led Zeppelin Pinball. Oh my God! Slash is playing Led Zeppelin Pinball instead of his own machine, and he posted it on social media. It's not a big deal. We know Slash loves pinball. Of course he's going to play other games, and of course Slash is a Led Zeppelin fan, but I just thought that was funny that Slash is promoting the music pin by Stern that nobody really loves. Anyway, the pinball community always acts very strange on the the eve of every new stern launch you've got different buckets of people start to form you've got the people that buy every single new stern le before they even see it like there's a good portion of people that just want to have it and they're going to get the machine even before they see it they don't care what the theme is i would say about like 15 of stern le buyers probably buy every single stern le i don't know if that number is accurate we'll never be able to fact check that then you've got the people that just like fall into the hype and that's the biggest bucket right this FOMO Am I going to be able to get one? Do I have enough clout with my distributor? Am I on the list? Are they going to make enough of them? I don't want to miss out on day one. And the problem is now almost everybody, almost everybody would be silly to not want to get an LE machine seeing how much money these games are going for in the secondhand market. Now there are going to be a thousand Godzilla LEs and they are going to be over $10,000. I think these games are going to be like $10,700 dollars for each one but that's not going to do anything to slow down the FOMO and the purchasing hype that surrounds this game come Wednesday people are still going to fight to get one the game is going to sell out right away it's already sold out there are already more than a thousand people on distributor lists who want this game and that is incredible And I think Stern's going to adjust these LE numbers. They're not going to do a thousand rush LEs. There's no way they will do that. They understand basic marketing and they understand a few things. This is Godzilla. It's Keith Elwin. And they know that Keith Elwin has the biggest following in pinball right now. Within the pinball community, he is the new king of the kingdom. And so that is why they're upping the number. They it, it would be silly not to because they are going to sell everyone and they're going to make so much more money. They are going to put another million dollars in the bank by doing absolutely nothing than making more. $1,000 more than the last LE and 1,000 LEs. Isn't that a million bucks? And it's going to be great. I mean, it's going to be a great day. I think this machine's going to deliver. I think this machine's going to be a wow. I think this machine's going to have a lot of what we've been wanting for. When I hear the description that this is Ghostbusters meets Avengers. Now, most people are not the biggest Avengers fans, but we all just want. We all want that world under glass like Ghostbusters, but we want it to shoot well. And I think this pin is going to be that. To me, the real interesting thing in pinball right now is not Godzilla and whether or not it sells. It's what are these other companies going to do as Stern continues to do what they're doing, right? Major theme, they're going to make 400 a week. How is American Pinball going to launch Legends of Valhalla after Godzilla? Is Cactus Canyon Remake going to be that interesting after we see Godzilla? We've heard more about HomePin's Spinal Tap, and the more I hear about it, it's still going to have a basic orange DMD, and the code he said is going to be as basic as Thunderbird's code. And so when I hear that, I'm like, man, I don't think Mike's learned what people really want. I don't think you're going to see real integration with the screen. I don't think you're going to see a game that looks as good as these modern machines. And it's home-pinned, people. These are the people that made Thunderbirds. As much as I want to give these guys the benefit of the doubt, I think all of us know that when we see Spinal Tap in just a few weeks, it's going to be the ultimate shoulder shrug moment. What are you doing over there in Taiwan, Mike? Why are you bothering? Godzilla's about to stomp on this Taiwanese pinball project when Stern reveals their game. Spooky was the one company that got it right. If they had waited too long to launch Halloween and Ultraman, I definitely think they wouldn't have sold as many as they did, especially Ultraman. I mean, 1,750 games is still a decent amount of games for a company like Spooky because people know they're going to have to wait a long time. The pinball landscape is not going to go back to what it used to be. There is no room for original IP games anymore. And I really do mean that. I get that Scott Denisi sold TNA, but if Scott Denisi came out with TNA today in this climate, it doesn't do that well it probably wouldn't have sold very well. He had the advantage of taking that game around to shows. People got to play it. Without shows, without there being all these expos, and without there being like a shortage of boutique games, I think Scott Denisi's TNA would struggle significantly to sell in the modern marketplace. I don't even think it makes sense for Spooky to remake TNA. I really don't. I think if you want one, you can probably find one. Let's talk about Haggis Pinball. All the people who pre-ordered Fathom, where's the game? Where's manufacturing? We're at the middle of September and all of those people locked in their money. Now, don't forget, when people locked in their money on Fathom, they were told games were going to ship in July. I get there's COVID. I get there's delays. But I'm saying this is why Stern continues to win. They don't mess with people. They say, here's a game. If you want it, you can have it. I know they're backlogged, but whenever the new games come out, you best believe that every single Godzilla Ellie will be inside everyone's home, probably by Thanksgiving. And that's incredible. I mean, so look at this. This fall is going to be crazy, right? You got Haggis. You got American Pinball. You got Spooky Pinball, you got Stern Pinball, you got Chicago Gaming Company, you got a new P3 Multimorphic game coming out. There are so many games coming out all on top of each other. But Stern's gonna win, Stern always wins. And the reason they win is because they can manufacture. There is nobody out there in the pinball world that doesn't want to see Jersey Jack Pinball release two games a year. We all want to see that. Everybody wants to see Jersey Jack Pinball be able to launch multiple titles a year and make games. It just seems like we're never going to get that. Why is it taking so long to get these lines up and running over at JJP? Why is it taking so long for Haggis Pinball? Why is it taking so long for CGC? All of these delays, all of these delays, but guess what? You know who's not delayed? Spooky Pinball. They're getting games out the door. How is this tiny little company in Benton, Wisconsin, able to turn on a manufacturing line of 1,750 games and everyone else is frozen but Spooky, Stern, and J.J.P.? I mean, Guns N' Roses machines are still going out. Where are these games, gentlemen? All right, so it's going to be a crazy Godzilla week. Now, the other part that just doesn't stop in this pinball community is pinflation. And pinflation is real. And I saw this post by this guy that said, Stern's price increases are going to push me out of the hobby. And the person who wrote this has 30 pinball machines in his collection. So if you have 30 of something, if you have 30 Rolexes or 30 cars or 30 rare bottles of cognac, do you need 31 or 32? Talk about being a one percentile problem. If you can afford 30 pinball machines, you can afford Stern Pinball's $1,000 price increase. It's absolutely ridiculous. I go the other direction. My direction is this. Stern's price increases are gonna keep me in pinball. It's gonna make me more excited to follow pinball because it's so much fun doing a pinball podcast and looking at this marketplace and wondering where the ceiling is. I don't even think Stern's anywhere near the ceiling. And you have to look no further than Pinside to realize that they have so much more room to go because they finally realize the category they're in. Unnecessary toy for rich men who have money to burn. I mean, that legitimately is the new in-box pinball market. The pros are for operators, but for everything else, these 8500 to $13,000 games, these are unnecessary toys going to wealthy men who have money to burn. If you're not that, then I really think you should be investing your money in other areas than pinball machines. Go find a friend who has some games and play them and put your money in the stock market. Okay. So just for fun, just to show you how crazy the prices are. And it's stupid now. Like the pinball hobby five years ago, you used to be able to get a game on the secondhand market close to what it sold for new. And usually, almost every single game, there were just a few games that went up in price, but for the most part... Almost every single game would lose about 500 bucks to $1,000. And even games like Ghostbusters LE, they would sell for less than they were new because that's just the way it went. You used to buy an LE for like $8,000 and sell it for like $7,200 or $7,500. Now, I went on the Pinside Marketplace and I typed in because I just wanted to show you that Pinflation is here and I would avoid it at all costs. Cost. It is more fun to watch these dumb deals go down than to partake in them. Now, for some of you sellers out there, what a golden time it is to sell some of these machines for way more than you know they're worth, than we know they're going to be worth in a few years. It's not going to last. We know that these inflated prices will not last. So let's go down a list. Here's the crazy part. When I put in classified ads that were over $10,000, I had to up it because there were too many. There were like so many games for sale over $10,000. And I mean this, just a few years ago, there would only have been a handful of machines that you would find on the marketplace for over 10 grand. Let's go down a list of some of these right now. All right, are you ready for this? So Pirates of the Caribbean, collector's edition, sale pending at $34,000. Willy Wonka, collector's edition, $15,000. Another CE, Willy Wonka, fourteen three. dollars a Guns N' Roses CE, 17000 or best offer. GNR CEs are tanking. They are tanking right now, and the reason why, it's the playfields. A Medieval Madness LE, this is not even a Royal Edition. It has the Royal Upgrade, which is not that expensive, 13500 Pirates of the Caribbean LE, 18000 Another Pirates LE, 20000 2,000. Ghostbusters LE, sale pending, $15,000. A Guns N' Roses CE, new in box, $25,000. That's a crack pipe price. Twilight Zone, restored, $13,888. Pirates of the Caribbean LE, $21,000. Indiana Jones, $16,000. Wizard of Oz, Emerald City, $13,000 thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars for a waz they made so many of those games I don't even care if it has the light boards thirteen nine for a waz another Pirates of the Caribbean LE this one is sale pending in eighteen five Adams Family Gold Edition for sixteen thousand five hundred dollars Tron Legacy LE for sixteen thousand dollars another Wizard of Oz with the 2.0 light boards for fourteen thousand dollars Mandalorian LE for $13,250. A Monster Bash. This is a joke post. This is by Crazy Levy for $20,000. Thank you, Crazy Levy. Stranger Things LE, $14,000. Pirate of the Caribbean LE, $27,500. Wizard of Oz, Yellow Brick Road, $16,500. Back to the Future Pinball, $17,500. Theater of Magic HEP 14,500. Guns N' Roses CE 18,9. Another Tron Legacy LE for $22,000. A Pirates of the Caribbean New and Box CE $38,500. Mandalorian LE $13,999. Good time to be in this hobby, right? Good time to be selling a pinball machine people want. These prices, most of them, are about 50 to 60% more than these games cost new. Some of them are three times what these games cost new. And the thing I don't understand about this pinflation and the way people have this emotional attachment to these games, I get if you go after something that you grew up with. I have an emotional appeal to things like 80s and 90s arcade games because they remind me of my childhood. So when I see a fully restored Neo Geo or a Street Fighter II Big Blue, I really want to have that because it reminds me of such an epic time in my life. What does a Pirates of the Caribbean Collector's Edition do for anybody right now? Is it worth $38,000? You have to have it? When this game came out, barely anybody wanted it. We all got to play it. People jumped on this machine left and right. The only reason it's selling at these prices is because they're not making any more. To me, I'm not even mad about the Pirates. I get it. There's only 200 CEs. There's a 1,000, and that's it of this game. It's the Willy Wonkas that are almost more annoying. These games sat forever, forever. It's a musical. There's no musical in the game. And now all of a sudden, remember when there was a run on the one distributor who had like 35 in box? The moment people felt like they weren't going to make any more, that's it. Everybody ran to it. And it's fine. If you go in at these prices and you buy these games now and you pay this pinflation price, I think you're going to be left holding the bag because these prices are not going to keep going up and up and up. They're not. And the reason why they're not, and the good news is, is because of games like Godzilla, Back to the Future, games like James Bond, games like The Matrix, games like Pulp Fiction, they're coming. So many good new games are going to come out and you're going to have to sell games to get the new ones. You're going to have to sell games to get Toy Story. It's not going to go on forever like this. The reason why these games are selling so inflated is there is a shortage of new in box games. There is a shortage of manufacturing happening. But once manufacturing turns back on, and once all the assembly lines are going and we're getting like 8, 9, 10 new games a year, which is going to happen, then who the hell is going to look back and say, I want a Wizard of Oz for $14,000? You could get a Woz for $6,000 all day long. Now you want $14,000 for it because you put a light board in it? I don't think so. And the great news for all of you listening right now is you don't have to buy any of this stuff. I would wait for the new games. A lot of exciting games are coming. And buying these secondhand games like this, it doesn't help anybody out. It doesn't help out the manufacturers. It doesn't help out the distributors. It doesn't do anything. The only thing this does is... It empowers more and more people to be scalpers in this industry. It does. It empowers more and more people to gobble up every single new in-box game just to flip it right away, like this. And that's what it empowers because they're like, wow, I'm not gonna sell this thing for 10 grand when people over here are getting 14 and 15 and $38,000 for games. And the other problem now is like Stern's seeing all this. So if they make only 88 back to the future SLEs. They should charge 40 grand for them and they'd sell them. That's the scary part. If they only made 88 Back to the Future SLEs, they could charge $38,000. People want that game more than Pirates of the Caribbean. It's gonna get nuts. I'm not partaking in any of it. I'm buying Killian a bunch of crypto. You hear him crying? I wanna call him Crypto Kill. He sees these prices. But I want him like 18 years from now not to be like, hey, son, sorry, I didn't put money in anything good other than pinball machines for you. No, I want him to be like, my daddy bought Cardano when it was a buck. Instead of buying an eighteen thousand dollar Pirates of the Caribbean LE, (laughs) and so of course he's gonna work, and I'm gonna teach him to like make his own money. I just think it's getting to the point now where at these prices you have to look at these things like they're investments and not just like pinball machines to enjoy. Everybody, this has been episode six hundred and twelve. Lots of conversation happening this week around Godzilla. I'll be back on the airwaves. I'm excited. I can't wait to see this game. I hope it lives up to the expectations. I hope. Pinball makes a statement with this game. We shall see more to come. Have a great night. Later.